you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? It's Locked On NFL on a Wednesday. I am Tony Wiggins. He is James Rapine. Hump day. That's what it is. What's up, Jamie? Doing well, man. We're doing well. Off season rolling on free agency. Tick, tick, tick right around the corner. I know it. Right. So there's a lot of things going on. Uh, guys getting paid all around the league. What we're going to do is guys are getting franchise tag. It went crazy uh, on yesterday for about probably three or four hours. Guys are getting tagged everywhere. Uh, of course, everyone knows all of the names. We'll go over that in the second segment. We'll head into the third segment. We'll talk about those tags and how it influences the rest of free agency and then how it affects the draft board in terms of not necessarily does it make those players better, but does it increase their value? Because once some people get tagged and some unexpected people get tagged, then all of a sudden the limitations and where, where teams can get players starts to change. One position in particular is defensive tackle. There's a couple of defensive tackles that are going to be real, real commodities when it comes to the draft. So we'll go over that. But early on, I want to talk about some money. Since Dak Prescott got paid a couple of days ago, you hit me up and you were like, who's next? Who's going to get the bag, as those young cats say? Who's going to secure the bag? Who's going to get the bag next? And obviously the quarterback position is hot. You mentioned two, two names right off the, off the hook. And tell me who those guys are. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. To, uh, you know, if you listen to, to radio in Baltimore, or, you know, any Ravens fan, that's certainly something that's come up among the, the Ravens fan base and in the Ravens organization. I know they're answering questions about it earlier this week. Will Lamar get extended? And they've had initial talks. And the same goes for Cleveland. Should they extend Baker Mayfield? Now, these two guys are in different planes because you're talking about a guy in Lamar who's won an MVP, but Baker who's won the same number of playoff games and helped the Browns get to the playoffs for the first time since 1994. And those look to to be the two guys that are, are sort of next up. And it, it's interesting because I think you could make a good argument against or for both, depending on, and maybe it's the lawyer in me, Tony, but depending on what uh, what case you want to make uh, on potentially extending those guys this offseason. You can, but, you know, their, their argument shrunk a little bit this year, and I'll tell you why. Specifically for Lamar. Lamar's argument went away because the one thing that people like to hold on to uh, for, for quarterbacks is can he win? Can he win in the playoffs? He did mm -hmm. it. Not only did he win in the playoffs, he won on the road in the playoffs against a, a team that really is considered a rival, even though they don't play every year in the Titans. He won on the road in the playoffs. And that, that's a pretty, pretty big deal when, when, when you talk about ascending. Dak Prescott hasn't won on the road in the playoffs and he got mm -hmm. paid. In fact, Dak's coming off of an injury where he had a compound fracture and he got paid. And one of the reasons he got paid is because in his absence, his team looked absolutely abysmal. Whereas when he was playing, they were putting up 40 some odd points a game and you really saw what it was like without him. And they, you know, they, they leveraged themselves probably out of 12 extra million dollars a year by not paying him earlier. So, you just don't want to be that team. You don't want to make that mistake and have to pay a guy. So Lamar, in, in, my, uh, in my judgment, has, has really proven to be more than just box office, proven to be more than just a guy who can win 10 or 11 games uh, during the regular season. Because he won that playoff game, 
you have to think that there's a natural ascension and progression towards continuing to do that. Baker, in my can I give opinion, you my can I give you my yeah. anti Lamar? Sure. And and I'm a believer in Lamar, but I, I certainly can see the argument. Here it is. He's a run first quarterback that takes a ton of hits, a ton. He's not like Kyler. He's not like Russell Wilson, where they're, you know, former baseballers that can just slide naturally, it seems like, and are, are just fine uh, avoiding hits. They have the natural instincts. Lamar doesn't have that. And that's not a knock. It's just life in the NFL when you're these run first type quarterbacks. He's one in three in the postseason. And I get it, winning on the road matters, but he's still one in three overall. He didn't have a great showing against Buffalo. And the throwing, just in general, feels like a limitation. That's the argument, right? And to me, it's flimsy because I don't know many quarterbacks that would thrive with Hollywood Brown as their number one wide receiver because he is not a number one NFL wide receiver, right? I think Lamar is a game changer. I think he's better than Dak. To me, I do. And it's because he's elite. He's an elite athlete. I think he's a really good leader. I think players buy into him. But that's the argument against it, right? And especially if you're talking about investing four years, $160 million into a run first quarterback that struggles to, to not take hits because of the way he plays, that's tough. And that's a tough ask, especially for the crowd that says he struggles to throw outside the numbers. Me personally, I want to see him with an Allen Robinson who got tagged, unfortunately, and we'll get into right. that, right? I want to see him with a number one. But there is... There is that argument, and it will be interesting to see what Baltimore does. Do they play it out and tag him because he's run first, and who knows how he ages? We've seen Cam kind of deteriorate, deteriorate, and he's a guy who's much bigger than Lamar, much stronger than Lamar, and took hits earlier in his career, won an MVP, and, and then you know lost some of that athleticism or at least struggled to stay healthy. So there is an argument there. I don't. I'm not of that belief, but I, I certainly know – that there are people out there that believe it. There are people that believe that. And, and I, and I'm, and I'm not naive. And I know that a lot of that is true. I think he's improving as a passer. I think you're crazy. If you think he's ever going to be Aaron Rodgers. and I, and I, and I think you, anybody would be doing themselves a disservice if they think he's ever going to be that guy, because he's not, I think you have to strike the balance of what you think he is and what you think he's going to be and be realistic and continue to build a team around him, you have to give him a catch radius guy. I think they're trying to give him fast guys and a bunch of release guys, a bunch of tight ends and a bunch of fast guys, instead of just giving him catch radius guy. And if you give him that guy who can do that, it'll really open things up. Let's talk about Baker Mayfield a little bit. I saw Dan Orlovsky the other day on TV, who was really, really good at describing stuff. Whether you agree with him or not, he absolutely describes stuff really, really well. He talked about how Baker's a better quarterback without Odell is because when he comes into the huddle, he goes play, he goes play formation and then player when Odell's not there. When he goes, when Odell is there, he comes into the huddle, he goes play player formation means he knows what the play is. He finds Odell first and, and, and that's not necessarily good. And he showed on a diagram where when Odell was in the game, he forced it to Odell when Odell wasn't in the game he threw it to the right spot on the exact same play. So I think Baker Mayfield is a guy who's probably going to be better if Odell Beckham doesn't play for Cleveland. So we're talking in one situation where one guy needs a great receiver and a weapon, but with Baker, we're saying get the weapon away from him so it takes that out of his head. 
I hate that argument. And I get the stats behind it. And I covered Baker and, and Odell in their first season in Cleveland. And here's why I hate that argument. Because at some point, you need special. I'll make an NBA reference here, man. At some point, you need Kevin Durant to just make the damn jump shot. <laughs> and you, you can have a bunch of, you know, guys that are, are pretty damn good and all this ball movement and stuff. But at some point, it, it's star time. And Odell is a star. And to me, if Baker Mayfield can't find a way to not force the ball to Odell Beckham Jr., well, then what are you just not going to give him star receivers? Because to me, everyone needs a star. Patrick Mahomes needs Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes needs Travis Kelsey to play at that level. Well, Baker isn't Patrick Mahomes. Breaking news. Sorry, Cleveland. That's not the case. So if you can't make it work with Odell without forcing it to him, and you're going to force it to your stars here and there, but to where it's so bad and looks disjointed, then th- th- that's a problem. Now, that first year in Cleveland, the, the worst head coach in NFL history, and Freddie Kitchens was there yeah. when Odell was there. And I think that's a big part of the chemistry issues. I think last year they were starting to click a little bit. They were showing some flashes. And ultimately, if Baker has the second half of that, that 2020 season that he has and Odell's on the field, who knows? Heck, maybe Odell makes a play when they're down by one possession against the Kansas city chiefs on the road when big time players may make big time plays. So look, if it, put it like this, if you really feel like Baker Mayfield can't work with Odell, then that's a Baker problem to me as much as anything, because it, he, he needs to be able to say if he's this $40 million quarterback per year or $35 million quarterback per year, because Dak wouldn't have this problem. Dak would be like, Odell, I'm going to throw it to you when you're open, but this is my offense. This is my team. And we're going to go win. And Odell would respect that, and that's it. He would roll, right? So, so that the top quarterbacks in the league, they would be able to get something out of Odell. And, and I, I think Baker can do that, and that's why I hate that argument. I hate it too. Aaron Rodgers uh, does pretty good with Devontae Adams, doesn't he? <laughs> that's right. I mean, I mean so, you know, Julio uh, has, has done pretty good. Matt Ryan did pretty good with Julio. So I, I agree with you, man. I tell you what, a lot of guys got tagged. So in the sec- second segment here on um, – Locked on NFL on a Wednesday. We're going to go, and we already kind of did this uh, a little bit before we started the show. We're going to go, great job, or what the hell are they thinking? <laughs> and we're going to do that. James has a little, uh, what the hell are they thinking for me down in Jacksonville? I had to cool him down a little bit. Like, Jacksonville ain't making that big of a mistake. We'll talk about that on Locked on NFL here on a Wednesday. On segment two, the franchise tag is flying around the NFL and we'll give you our opinion and our assessment in just a second. Speaking of flying around, I fly around every day, Tone, with Built Bar. After every workout, guess what I'm doing? I'm getting my Built Bar on. They come in 18 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. And the best part, they're protein-packed, low-sugar, low-calorie, so they're perfect for you as you try to reach your 2021 fitness goals. Summer Right around the corner in the Midwest, it's it's 61 degrees today in Cincinnati as we record this. Ooh. So I got to walk around in, in, in shorts. I got the, the Tony Wiggins get up on today because you always get to walk around in shorts. Right. So it's, uh, it's something you want to look good, you want to feel good, go to BuiltBar.com right now. Check out all of their flavors. Make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, man, it's Franchise Tag flying around here on a Wednesday here on Locked On NFL. He's James Rapine. I'm Tony Wiggins. 
And we're so glad that you join us every single week here on Locked On NFL, every single day, actually, here on the daily podcast here on Locked On NFL, because it's your team every day and we bring you the best from around the NFL. Um, You said something to me. You did. It, somebody tweeted me on our uh, on our Locked On NFL group chat. It wasn't you. It might have been Bukowski. Bukowski said, what's wrong with Jacksonville? Because they they uh, put the franchise tag on Cam Robinson. Ain't nothing wrong with Jacksonville. And, and I was I listened to Urban Meyer yesterday uh, at his press conference. He, he made a pretty good point. Look, the, the tag is $13 million, right? Mm-hmm. If they want to go chase Trent Williams, they can always chase Trent Williams, throw the bag at him. If, they, if Trent wants to come here, uh, if he's not tagged, and I don't think he's going to be, they can he can't sign, be tagged. He can't right. be tagged. That's right. Yeah, he negotiated that. Yeah. Right. So they, he'll hit free agency. Right. So they can they can still get him and then they can rescind the they can rescind the franchise. But Urban says, look, they got a long-term plan for Cam Robinson. So a $13 million isn't that bad. I understand it. I get it. You don't want a rookie protecting a rookie quarterback. I get it. I'm not, I'm not tripping. So I'm not gonna put this one in the category of what the hell are they thinking? Um I might. I, I, I know might. you might. I know. Can, I know. Can I give you the argument? Come on, give it to I, me. I, I'm just you gonna, you gonna give me the, you gonna give me the Andre Smith argument? Is this is this the Alabama bias coming out of the Cincinnati guy? What is this? No, this is the man. The, the guy gave up five sacks and allowed forty pressures in six hundred and sixty-two pass blocking attempts, according to Pro Football Focus. This guy. It's just some of, that's okay the, me. some of that's the quarterback. I watched them play. Oh, I, you see, now you're see, blaming you got, the quarterback. No, no, now no. You got blaming the quarterback. They, don't they oh, need one? Man. Don't they? Now oh, we sound, now we sound like those two people on ESPN. Don't they need one though? With, uh, come on now. They need to protect him, and I don't think this is the best guy to protect him. I got thirteen you. million dollars for Cam Robinson. I got you. I got you. Cam, you can't find a left tackle. Whew. That's the thing, though. What do you do? What do you do? They've secured the rights to him. They can pull it back. If they find a better option, there are no better options out there. Those guys were getting sucked up, though. The you only think other Cam, Cam Robinson is the best left tackle they can get uh, right now, unless they trade for Orlando Brown. Sure. But it, I don't know what the asking price is from Baltimore. And see, they got in-house counsel with, when it comes to that, because Joe Cullen was the defensive line coach in Baltimore. It'll tell him what Joe Cullen told him about Orlando Brown, and it'll tell him what Baltimore was asking for as far as compensation. If Baltimore was asking for all of that draft compensation that Urban Meyer came back to take this job for, I wouldn't do that either. I'd take my chances in the draft with somebody, but you don't know how that's going to go. So the thing is, you got a little bit of a bird in the hand right now. You hold them on, hold on to him for one year. Even if you get somebody that can compete with him, you don't have to keep him any longer than one season. You let him come in and compete. Thirteen million. Look, the Jaguars got seventy-five billion dollars in cap space too. It's not. There's nothing wrong with them keeping Cam Robinson. All right, for that's one fine. Year just as just far overspend. As just well, overspend. Well, let I me mean, ask you. It, it's like the real estate market right now. I guess Jacksonville, man. It, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could spend 500k on a house that's really only worth 350. I actually it, can't. It's, it's crazy, and it's I in actually, a good school district. I actually can't believe I'm defending it because I predicted that they would do this, but I actually said I wouldn't do it. So I don't know why I'm sitting there defending it. But let me ask you something: Did William Jackson or Carl Lawson get a get a tag yet? As we're recording this, no, I'm expecting one of them to get a tag. That, that's that's tough, though. So we're recording this. There's about 35 minutes to go before the deadline, so we're flirting with it a little. <laughs> Don't you dare. See, you keep trying to come No, because, the- who, because whoever doesn't get a tag, guess what? The Jags are going after. 
Sure. Told her, knock on the door. And I told Man. Ross Jackson the same thing. He's sitting there talking about they're not going to tag Marcus Williams. They, they tagged him. They did. They did tag him. They did. Yeah, so, they you know what? We're, we're out of the Marcus Williams. We're, look, so, man. so you want a list of the tags as we're recording this? That, all that of them. Been... Yeah, yeah. give me all of them. All right. So Marcus Williams, that one broke about five minutes ago. See, we're playing with fire here on Locked On NFL. That's why you should join us because it's it's fun to play with fire every once in a while. The Jags made a big mistake and, and tagged a, a tackle that can't block in Cam Robinson. Uh, Broncos <laughs> safety, Justin Simmons. Jets safety, Marcus May, both tagged. Washington guard, Brandon Scherf. Buccaneers wide out, Chris Godwin. No real surprises yet. Giants defensive lineman Leonard Williams, Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson, and Panthers offensive tackle Taylor Moten, all officially tagged. Wow. Well, I knew Taylor Moten was coming. I knew Taylor Moten was coming. Um, Leonard Williams did not surprise me. I thought I didn't think he was going to get to the I, I thought they'd be silly. I just didn't think they had any money because I thought when I looked up, I don't know what they did to clear it, but I looked up the Giants didn't have any space. I didn't think the Giants had any money. Uh, to keep Leonard Williams. I hear Hunter Henry is going to be free. And I think that that's a good situation for teams that are looking uh, to fill the void in their tight like Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah I, see, you guys see, are I talk, prefer, you have no, so much money. You guys are talking about every free agent, right? No, now. that's, that's the, now see, I'm, I've been on the fans about that because I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, you know, shopping on fifth Avenue. I don't think that's the way you build your ball club. I, I'd rather them do some other things. I think Jacksonville is going to buy familiar players. I think they're going to, is Vince I, young available? So he no. can say dream team. No, 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 no. You'll see a dream team in Jacksonville. <laughs> You'll see Matt Judon. You'll see stuff like that. You'll oh. see guys that these guys, the, the coaches are familiar with, but um, yeah, it's, I, I think it's just going to be very, very interesting. I knew Justin Simmons wasn't going to make it, you know, Cody Rocket told me that from locked on Broncos. I, I knew he wasn't going to be out there, but, but no, at some point these teams are starting to see, and this is what I noticed yesterday and folks are, are getting on Jerry Jones and they should, because he, he probably should have paid Dak a year early. But what makes this easy for these teams to do now is this, they realize that there's a new TV deal coming, right? So I hate to get all economical for our fan base here, but come next year, or whenever this TV deal hits, that cap might be $300 million. They know it's so much money coming, man, down the line. <laughs> they know they can write these checks, and eventually it's not going to kill them. They, they can pay this for it. Really, when you're talking about spending your grandkids' money, they actually can get away with that right now because they yeah. know what's coming. Yep. Yeah, you're right. And, and that's that's why I think the DAC deal got done. I think that's why you're going to um, maybe see Lamar get done, maybe see some of these teams – Go after it here. And, and, but, but honestly, I love it because it's going to make these teams hopefully be aggressive. And, you know, maybe you're going to see a lot of these veterans take one-year deals, but the ones that perform well in 2021, they're going to get rewarded in 2022 when, when it comes back around and these teams have more cap. So that's what I'm looking forward to because I don't like seeing – and I'll just name guys that I cover on a day-to-day -day basis. A.J. Green, you wonder if he's going to get – any type of money on the free agent market. Geno Atkins probably going to get released. And I still think Geno's a pretty good player. What's he going to command on the market? Is it just a one-year deal? Like that stinks. And so those are the type of guys, Kevin Zeitler in, in New York, you know, I, I, Andrew Norwell with your Jacksonville Jaguars, what, what happens with him? You know, so these veteran guys that are just kind of hanging out there and could get released and be cap casualties, Gabe Jackson, right? Trent Brown, who ended up 
getting dealt with to the Patriots on Tuesday. Isn't that it, a classic New England move, though? It hey, is, man. Hey, dude, go get your money somewhere else. Uh, we'll see you. You'll be back in a couple of years. We got you. Yep. And they get him for 11 million and he'll play really well. And then he'll go somewhere else for big money and not play as well, because that that's what new England does, man. It's, yep. uh, it's go so get, damn go, funny. Go get paid and come on back home. That's you know? right. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's something else. Man. Hey, hey, you know, what's going to happen is since you guys franchise tag cam Robinson, Trent Brown's going to out there end up replacing cam after he underwhelms in 2020. You know, you know, what? it's crazy though. It, it is. Right it, it is why I'm kidding. It is why, but you know what? In truth, they, they might work out some sort of deal with cam Robinson where that cap number goes down. I just don't think they're really concerned about it. I just really do believe that to be honest with the Jags, mm-hmm. when they retained the offensive line coach, George Watt, and Urban Meyer said this today, and I'll give you guys a couple of tidbits from his presser. He really did say something that is going to either be good for the team or bad for the team. He said that the position coaches have a right, basically. They're the guys that are in charge of who's going to be in that room. That's odd coming from a coach. Because a lot of times, coaches, that, I've heard head coaches, I've heard the coaches just left it and say, that's not his decision. He just coaches whoever, whoever they decide to sign, that's who he coaches. He coaches the guys that the GM and, and the president or the player personnel director, whoever they, it's not his job to say who comes and who goes. And basically he was talking about like guys like Jalen and, and Gakwe. Well, now the difference here is urban Meyer basically says he's talking to the position coaches and he's getting input from them as he's talking back with Trent Balky. It's, it's like this thing, like, okay, who's good. And who's he's allowing them to have input on who comes and who goes. And, I bet that probably drives the scouting department crazy, but still, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's sort of a breath of fresh air a little bit that you're allowing these coaches to stand on the table for these players. Absolutely. I think that's one of the, the things, the unique things that, that the Bengals offer their coach. The coaches have a, a really large input in player evaluation and a, a lot of teams aren't, aren't like that, right? It's the GM making the decisions. They take the information and then they go from there. And a lot of these coaches aren't in the draft room. That's different in some cities. And, and I think that does matter when you talk about fit and guys landing and, you know, draft stuff working out. And, and speaking of the draft, the franchise tag, we've talked about it. Who did it impact in the draft? Did, did it impact draft stock? Do we expect guys to rise or fall based on some of these franchise tags? We'll get into that next right here on Locked On NFL. But bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college hoops, NHL, all in full swing. Plus, with the NFL draft right around the corner, you can wager on your favorite prop bets, your favorite favorite prospects that you're looking at in the 2021 NFL draft. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go there right now, betonline.ag. Use promo code Locked On. You're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag, promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, this is the draft portion of the Wednesday edition of Locked On NFL. James Rapine and Tony Wiggins. Obviously, the guys that got franchise tagged were probably going to get franchise tagged or signed to big money deals anyway. So you wonder, why would we think that it would have any impact on the draft? Well, because when they get franchise tagged and then free agency finally finally opens up with the, they call it the tampering period, which is really, really weird that you would actually name something out of, that's like an illegal word, right? Tampering, but uh, 
it's the illegal period, the illegal contact period. But um, I think this is going to cause a, a, a rippling effect of guys going or like, for instance, Cam Robinson getting franchise tag was a surprise. And that's why we're talking about it so much. Trent Brown getting traded and, and not being released and being on the market was a bit of a surprise. So uh, guys like Gabe Jackson uh, getting released and incognito being available is a little bit of surprise that allows guys to get out on the market and probably get signed where it eliminates a void that might be there for some kids early in the draft. So I asked James, I said, who does this help and who does it maybe hurt with what we've seen this early on action? I'm going to give you a word. I listened to Daniel Jeremiah in a presser and he said that there's probably only one guy who's a first round interior defensive lineman. We talked about this. I think it was it was either Kyle Krabs or Benjamin Solak earlier. Mm-hmm. We talked about the fact that this is not a great year for interior linemen in the draft. Christian Barmore, I think, benefited today from Leonard Williams being off of the market because now that he's off of the market and there won't be these teams clamoring for him, teams are now probably moving to their secondary options and their third option. And that means he's going to be sitting there on draft night and somebody that needs the defensive tackle is going to be zeroing right in on him. Locked into the first round now, yep. you know, and he probably was anyway, but you're right. This, this helps him because there's going to be a team that really needs interior line help. Heck, maybe it is your Jacksonville Jaguars and they go for it, right? That you're picking 25th overall. Maybe they go for it, but there are a ton of teams. I mean, a ton of teams that could use a guy like Barmore. I've seen him in some mocks fall to the second round. And I just think it's unlikely. And you're right. Now that Leonard Williams not going to make it to free agency. It's just one of the many ripple effects that come with this franchise tag. And the other thing, and we'll stick on the draft, but the other thing here, the cap space, you can't manipulate it when you use the franchise tag. That's a clear cut cap number. So if it's 16 million uh, to tag Leonard Williams, and that's not the exact amount, we don't know the exact amount actually yet, then that's the cap hit that you have to deal with and and swallow and make work in, in the 2021 cap. So that part is interesting as well. But, yeah, some of these teams – let's look at the, the wide receiver market. Kenny Galladay is the only one that's going to get there. And it's a good wide receiver draft, but Allen Robinson sticking around in Chicago. Chris Godwin not even going to touch free agency, sticking around with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And I think Godwin would have stayed there anyways because why wouldn't you want to play there at least for another year or two? But that, that, that impacts things. And so I wouldn't be shocked at all if there's a bunch of receivers that go off the board early in this draft. I think there were already going to be some, of course, Jamar Chase, uh, Waddle, even though he's injured, his stock is sky high. Uh, Devontae Smith, the kid that I'm falling in love with, though, man, on tape is Rashad Bateman. And the reason why Bateman's a little taller than everybody I just mentioned. And when we talk about, and Terrace Marshall, all of the guys you mentioned that got tagged are all of those guys that we talk about with that catch radius. Godwin. Um, Galladay didn't get tagged, but he's another guy that, but he's, but he's been a little bit injury prone. When you look at um, not only Godwin, but Allen Robinson, those are the catch radius guys. The guys in the draft that are most like them are not the, the first three that are going to be off the board, but it is going to be guys like Rashad Bateman. And it's going to be guys like Terrace Marshall, who, who's like six, four. I think now that these guys are tagged, the teams that may have been looking at them in free agency that won't have a chance to even have a, have a cup of coffee with them will now turn their attention to those catch radius guys and those red zone targets in the draft. 
I think that's a good observation. And the other thing here is a guy like Kadarius Tony. I'm not sure it helps him. Not that he's not going to go in the first round anyway, but Will Fuller's available, right? So you look at the profile of the guy and, oh, well, if you need a speedster, Curtis Samuel, Will Fuller, proven, you know what you're going to get. And, and with Samuel, you might not know what you're going to get. I think he has more upside than we saw in Carolina. So, so there are options in that mold. But to your point, the Allen Robinsons of the world, they're not hitting the market. Chris Godwin not hitting the market. So, yeah, I, catch radius absolutely impacted there. And it's, it's one of the many ripple effects, Tone. But by the time the NFL landscape is going to change a week from now, free agency opens then. Teams can begin negotiating with free agents on the 15th. But the guys that we're going to see released and cut and in all the shuffling that we're going to see over the next couple of weeks is just it's going to be wild in this franchise tag. Uh, deadline was just one of the the many many things that we have before the draft and before free agency you're right and uh it's fun man to talk about this stuff it's also fun that you mentioned to me that in march you got 61 degree weather in cincinnati so i don't get a chance to pick at you anymore about eating your leftover chili up there it's all good (laughs) it's all good my friend i'm glad you got a little sunshine up there and uh you know what it's fun every day to come on here on locked on nfl because you know, it's your team every day. We love giving you the content. We love giving you the information. Make sure you guys uh, tune in every single day here on Locked On NFL. Uh, on, on tomorrow, they'll be bringing it right back to you. They'll be bringing uh, more stuff right back to you. And also check out Locked On today uh, with Peter Bukowski, man, uh, breaking stories for you. Uh, 20 minutes. 20 minutes hitting you hard and fast every single morning with the stories of the day. But from like a news desk approach, and uh, you guys are really, really love that. Hey, man, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. We'll see uh, what these next 15, 20 minutes have in store for us. And uh, uh, it's been good. Been good. Good Wednesday. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's been a lot of fun. Can't wait till next week. I can't wait till next week either, James. For James Rapine, for Tony Wiggins here on Locked On NFL. Take care. Continue taking care of each other, man. And uh, we'll see you next week.